he traced the rim of the cup, experiencing the delicate fragility of the china against his rough fingertip. Beside the cup sat a smooth piece of gleaming amber, her worry stone. It was hard to touch the small flat sphere so loaded with her scent and the remnants of her energy. His connection to her was already too strong. He forced his finger to the smooth surface. He pictured her as he saw her so often, head bent over a book, the stone in her slender hand, her fingers rubbing back and forth in an easy rhythm as lamplight shone on her hair, highlighting the blonde streaks that glowed like lingering rays of sunshine. He picked up the amber and carefully put it in his pocket. She'd need her worry stone. He turned to go and made it halfway to the door before he stopped. He glanced beyond the door, the anonymity of the night calling him. Behind him, the cup and saucer sat, a ritual incomplete. The amber burned in his pocket. Rituals mattered, kept a body sane. He more than anyone understood that. He hesitated a moment and then returned to the table, The sense of connection increased as he picked up the delicate china. Tea sloshed in the cup. A growl rumbled in his throat. She hadn't even gotten to finish her tea. He rinsed out the cup and saucer and placed them on the drying towel, completing her ritual. He paused an instant, his fingers resting on the fine material of the lace-edged white towel, Even her mundane items were delicate and fancy, little tells of the vulnerable femininity she tried to hide because she saw it as weak. His dark fingers lay in stark contrast against the fragile needlework, the network of scars on the backs, the opposite of beauty, the opposite of peaceful. And tonight, that was good. The sound of wind roared in his ears, but outside the window the branches of the willow tree didn't sway. The scent of blood blended with the scent of sweet dough. He blinked slowly. Not real. It's not real. Real or not, it didn't matter. He felt the icy lash of rain against his cheeks as if it were yesterday felt the pain as the scars split into gaping wounds that never healed, spilling blood until it stained the field of his vision. He blinked again and pulled his hand away. The towel slid off the counter, but it was white, unmarked by blood. Just another trick of his mind, heralding the split building inside as all the rituals he'd devised over the last three years to protect the world from himself tore off, Layer by layer, he put the towel back to rights, but inside the destruction continued, and the beast howled to be so near its freedom. And this time, he didn't fight it back. He would have stayed invisible forever, blending with the shadows, enduring the cacophony of his life until something brought it to an end if they hadn't touched her. But they had. They'd slipped into his private sanctuary and threatened the only thing that mattered, the only good he knew. He turned on his heel, melting comfortably into the shadows of the room, heading out the door.
no longer human, no longer anything but the deadly specter he'd been taught to be. The early morning air took him into its cold embrace. The smooth leather of his knife grip settled into his palm with the familiarity of a trusted friend. He hadn't asked for this. The choice had been theirs. Foolishly and arrogantly, they'd ignored the laws of nature that called for balance, the laws that kept evil circling good, and with their actions had released the evil circling her. Him. He knelt at the foot of the steps, his night vision illuminating the pattern in the dirt. The prince told the story. Three men, all wearing boots, The one with a tendency to roll his right foot to the inside held her. She'd fought. The scuff marks told that story.